Hi, you guys. This is Liz Ryan, and this is the Truth About Work podcast, episode 50. That's crazy. 50 episodes. Thank you for listening to the podcast, and thanks for telling your friends about it. Our topic is reinventing work for people. That's uh, the mission of our company, Human Workplace, and my personal mission, too. It's not that I'm giddy excited or anything this week, but we have a new administration. President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris are here, and there are implications for working people outside of it's just a good thing all around. Won't go into that. Uh, But it's pretty obvious, I think, to a lot of folks. And um, Joe and Kamala are going to make things better for working people in the United States, I predict. It's a really big issue because we have some of the worst employment laws in the world, certainly in the industrialized world, the U.S. lags pretty much every other industrialized country when it comes to the strength of our employment laws for helping working people. And President Biden has already, has already impacted working people. He has uh, uh, signed executive orders on a number of really important topics like uh, raising the ban on trans service members that forbade them from being able to serve their country. And uh, he is pushing for $15 an hour minimum wage for federal contractors, which is a first step in establishing a $15 an hour minimum wage in general across the United States, federal minimum wage, which has not increased for over a decade and is stuck right now down a little over $7 an hour. Absurd. You can't remotely live on that. There's not a state in the country where you can get an apartment on such a low salary, even if you're working full-time in a minimum wage job. So that's long-awaited and very, very, very welcome news. Other Uh, good news for working people in light of the Biden-Harris administration coming to be are the uh, executive order forbidding uh, employers from neglecting COVID-19 precautions and then keeping people from getting unemployment compensation when they quit. In other words, If you are called to a physical workplace, a store, a shop, a restaurant, an office, whatever, a warehouse, a sales floor, and the place has taken no precautions against COVID-19. So this now puts you at tremendous risk of contracting the virus. Up until now, you could not quit and get unemployment benefits. And that is, um, let me check on the status of that. Is the executive order signed? Let's see. COVID-19. I believe it is a good, I believe it's done. UI, Joe Biden. Let's see how we look this up. And we will find it. Um, um, Yeah, there were several state governors of red states who said they wanted to forbid, prevent working people from being able to quit their job because of legitimate fears of contracting COVID-19 based on the fact that their employer had taken no steps to prevent them from getting the virus. 
And, and these governors announced that they wanted people in that case not to be eligible for unemployment compensation. Like, just go work in a dangerous place. That's the job. Go work in a dangerous place. Screw you. Okay, here we go. This is CBS News, January 22nd. Money Watch. Uh, Americans who fear COVID-19 at work are entitled to jobless benefits per Joe Biden. Is the name of this story. President Joe Biden is calling on the Department of Labor to make this clear. I'm reading from the story right now. Workers are entitled to refuse employment that jeopardizes their health without sacrificing unemployment benefits. Of course, of course, of course, right? Otherwise, what is the point of having a federal agency, OSHA, the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, whose only purpose is to keep people safe at work? Here, if you if you quit your job because it's not safe, maybe you're at risk of contracting the virus or, or someone in your household is... In, in a major risk uh, category, too bad. You will not get unemployment. So now you're going to be forced by economic necessity, economic bullying, really, to go to work in an unsafe place. How is that American? How is it ethical? How is it human? Uh, and how, of course, is it legal? So among a slew of executive orders signed by Mr. Biden during his first 48 hours in office, the president on Friday directed the Labor Department to clarify that workers have a federally guaranteed right to refuse employment that will jeopardize their health, and if they do so, they will still qualify for unemployment insurance. Now look, unemployment benefit is, in the United States, not your full salary. It is a fraction. It is really hard to pay the rent. You might just pay the rent and, and not cover any of your other bills, or you might not cover the rent on unemployment. It's not, you know, any kind of money grab for, for working people, believe me. But if it's life or death and you have to quit your job because it's not safe, of course you deserve to be able to collect unemployment benefits. So this is a huge thing. And I am just thrilled that President Biden is taking these concrete steps to help working people because they have just been trodden underfoot really badly in the United States for a long time. And the awareness that this is an issue up there with, uh, you know, with, with tackling the virus in the first place. Oh yeah. The $15 minimum wage, by the way, for everyone, everyone who is earning the minimum wage is in president Biden's COVID relief bill. So I'm sure that will be, you know, hotly debated and contested, but, um, it's some great, great, overdue, very necessary things for working people coming to the fore because of the new administration. And I, for one, could not be happier about that. Let's see. Uh, I mentioned the minimum wage and federal contractors and trans service members and unemployment insurance. So, yeah, some some wonderful things. Uh, yeah, we did a little post on Twitter, tweet, officially, it's a tweet, saying, hey, did you ever work at a place where they force you to come to work sick? Uh, it was a couple days ago, a week ago, maybe. 1,800 people shared stories. Over 1,800 people said, yeah, here's what happened to me. I was on surgical grade painkillers for surgery that I had undergone, or I was throwing up. And they told me to, you know, go out to the store and buy a pack of gum and chew gum and keep working. 
People that said, I was sick and I was serving customers in a restaurant. I was so sick in the restaurant serving customers that a customer who was an MD complained to the manager and said, I should be sent home. And then I, that's the only reason I was. So so we just talked about President Biden and, and taking care of working people. Think about this, you guys. What is the protection for working people who are sick and should not be at work for their own health and for the health of the people that they deal with, who may be coworkers, customers, vendors? Basically, there's none. This is our issue in the United States, and it's big, and it's glaring, and it's urgent. We don't take care of working people. We have this idea left over from the Industrial Revolution and America as a global manufacturing and economic power, what's good for General Motors, they used to say, is good for America. Yeah, well, what is, who's America in that case? You know, there was a time when being a working person, you know, maybe the 40s, 50s, into the 60s, was great. And, there, and the interests were aligned. And union members in particular, not everybody, obviously, but union members got well paid and they bought houses and they retired and they took a vacation every year. Those days are gone. Those days are gone. Union representation in the United States actually up a little bit since the economic downturn associated with COVID-19, only because union members were less likely to get laid off. Isn't that interesting? Which boosted the percentage of working people who are members of a union, but it's still way, way, way down. 12 or 13%, don't quote me on that, but way down from its height and, you know, 40, 50 years ago. And, you know, we could have a long discussion about unions, but generally people who are part of a union get higher pay, better benefits, and more protection of their jobs. And I'm looking for that in the abolition of employment at will, which is the legal doctrine that allows employers in the U.S. to just fire people for no reason. Just fire them. I don't like your face. Get lost. You're gone. Don't need a reason, and those folks are not eligible then for any kind of severance. If the company wants to give you a couple weeks of pay, they can, but they're not required to. It's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's outrageous. No other industrialized nation in the world where that would be legal, but it still is in the United States, so we have a long way to go. I looked for something to point me in the direction of, you know, what's legal and not legal around um, finding a substitute to work for you if you can't come to work, um, because that always puzzled me. How is that legal to say you have to spend your time off the clock calling all your coworkers on the payroll to see who can sub for you? That's work. You're, 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 you're performing work. I don't know how that could be legal if you're not getting paid. And I found this story from USA Today from May of 2018 that said, uh, you know, uh, it can, uh, here's the question. I'm an hourly employee. Can my boss require me to find a substitute for days when I'm sick or taking a holiday? And the answer was, um, you know, um, there's a bunch of reasons why you shouldn't have this policy, but I mean, good luck that, that, that's a kind of crying into the wind there. Um, they say, look at the employee handbook. Look to see if your company has a policy stating that employees are required to find someone to substitute for them on sick days or when taking a holiday. And then it says, if so, then yes, your boss can likely require you to do so. I, I don't know if I'd buy that. I, um, you know, I because it's in the policy, I read 
handbooks and policy manuals all the time, and they're full of stuff that's not legal. So I would want to get a legal opinion on that. I don't know how that can be legal to say this is work you have to perform, um, and it, we're not going to pay you, and it's perfectly fine. However, they go on to say in USA Today from May of 2018, when it comes to sick days, there may be more to consider. Making you find your replacement when you're sick could be a violation of the Federal Family Medical Leave Act, or FMLA, the Americans with Disabilities Act, or state sick leave laws. Okay, fine. Um, Bottom line on that is that, you know, it's a horrible practice, obviously, Some people are going to find a sub. Some people are not going to find a sub. They might try. They might be too sick to try and they're going to come to work sick. You know, they're going to, they're going to be sick. And then they're going to subject their coworkers, customers, whatever, to whatever is plaguing them, their illness. And company's going to say, I don't care. You're here. You're a warm body. You're breathing. Uh, So we have a lot of work to do. We got a lot of work to do, but if you're not following Human Workplace and me on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, those are the main ones. We have an Instagram account, but the real content is on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Think about doing that. Um, it's interesting. There are differences be, between the the followers, the communities on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. LinkedIn is definitely the most hmm, conventional business thought. Twitter is the most fiery, spicy. So depending on your taste level, <laughs> you could follow us. On on LinkedIn, it's under my name, Liz Ryan. On Twitter, it's at Human Workplace. And on Facebook, it's facebook.com front slash Human Workplace. So you could check us out. Here is a question from Jorge. And Jorge says, hi, Liz. Should I go back to the hiring manager that I had a great rapport with at our two interviews six months ago? Can't hurt, right? That's a great question, Jorge, and I absolutely agree with you. Yeah, it can't hurt. There's no downside. I don't know if you got a no thank you note when they didn't hire you or if they put the opening on hold. I don't know if they told you or didn't tell you. Um, if they didn't tell you, that's obviously not top drawer. That's not high end, uh, candidate experience management, but so many companies have that problem. So, so, so many people have been ghosted on the job search trail. It's, uh, it's shameful, but yeah, if you want to go back to this hiring manager, you can drop them an email. You probably have their email address at this point and say, Hi, Charles. You know, I hope your week was great. You and I had a couple of great conversations. Use a different adjective. Terrific, converse, fertile talks about whatever the function is, supply chain or marketing or HR back in October. And I just wanted to check in and see, you know, what your 2021 plan includes in terms of growing your team. All the best, Jorge, and your last name. There's no downside. In general, the degree to which you can think about your job search and the relationships that you create in your job search as as longitudinal, lasting over time, rather than transactional, that's a really good thing. That's taking control of your career, which is my big thing for working people. It's saying, I don't have to wait until this guy posts another job ad. What do I care if there's a job ad? I'm going to Guy liked me. We had some good conversations. I'm going to reach out to him. 
if, if, you know, it's been a while and if you think they might have forgotten you, you can mention what you both talked about. You can reach them on LinkedIn where your photo will be there because it'll be with your message. They can jump to your profile and be like, oh yeah, Jorge, I really liked Jorge. Maybe the person they hired left or didn't work out or maybe they didn't fill the opening. Maybe they'll fill it now. You know, there is never a downside to go. What can they do? I'm not going to come to your house and slash your tires. So yeah, go ahead and do it if you feel like it, Jorge. In general, always revisiting all of these relationships that you created and thinking, you know, who should I check in with, touch base with if you're still job hunting or if you're job hunting again. They might have a temporary thing. They might have a six-month contract. Well, if you're not working, what's the downside to taking the six-month contract? Might be a really good thing to do. Okay. That's about it. That's our topics for today. Episode 50 of the Truth About Work podcast. And again, thank you so much for being such an incredible audience and spreading the word, telling your friends about us. We are beginning to launch our 2021 editions of our most popular virtual courses. And and one of those is the acclaimed virtual course called Launch Your Consulting Business. Thousands of people now have done this course and they tell us about their consulting businesses, independent consulting businesses that they've launched since we walked them through how to do that in the course, Launch Your Consulting Business. And here's the awesome part about it. We've just launched the 2021 edition, which is the tried and true uh, Launch Your Consulting Business virtual program, but it's now got four additional hours of video training narrated by me. Yeah. And it's still at the 2020 price of 149 bucks US. It's going to go up February 1st. So grab that course. If you're thinking about consulting, working for yourself as an independent consultant part-time alongside your job search or your full-time job or full-time, get the course. You've got access to it for a whole year. You can go through that course multiple times, soak up tons of learning and how-to and encouragement about becoming an independent consultant. Frankly, it's something I want to see everybody do. Even if it's a part-time thing, toe in the water because it grows your flame. It makes you stronger. It gets you more in touch with what you contribute that helps somebody else make money and grow their business. And that's something we don't always get in a regular full-time job. We don't always see the impact of our work. We're not even always allowed in a full-time job to work on things that directly contribute to the financial well-being of our employer. And that's what never happens. Seldom, if ever, happens when you're a consultant. So that's a little promo for Launch Your Consulting Business, only available for $149 until the end of the month. Yeah. So if you have a question for me to answer here on the podcast or on LinkedIn, Twitter, whatever, Facebook, I'll, I answer questions every week and you'll see them because they have a little Q for question and A for answer on social media. Write to us, write to us at support at humanworkplace.com and have an amazing next few days until I talk to you again.